And welcome back, everybody, to a Feel Good Friday special edition of the Chop Sports Daily. Still got my boy Wrestling Rob sitting in for Dave, who is, I guess, traveling home from Disney. I thought it would be yesterday was travel day, but it was, in fact, today. So coming to you live from the Flippin' Made Easy studios here in sunny Matawan, New Jersey, from the Custom Cabinet Creation Sports Desk. So we got sports, ladies and gentlemen. First and foremost, we do have some NFL. We're bringing back the Football Friday because... It's draft week. It's actually not draft week, but it's less than a week away. Are you so excited? I'm excited, bro. bro it's like wait. Christmas. <laughs> it really is. Draft day for me, we typically pick late always, but we don't really get two picks often. So the Packers have two picks on draft day. I'm excited about it. We have some big holes to fill offensively. I'm not sure they're going to use it on two receivers, but maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yesterday's show, we opened with some interesting news about Mike Tyson. Mm -hmm. right? Mike Tyson beat the living piss out of somebody on a plane. And as we went live is when the, the news kind of broke. Since then, there has been more video released. If you go on the Black Beast uh, Instagram page, which shout out to the Black Beast, his, his page is legendary. But go on the Black Beast Instagram page and you see a, a video clipped up and it shows you chronological order as to how this all went down. And, bro, I got to admit, I'm on Team Tyson all the way on this one. 100%. The guy was, like, literally – I heard the guy threw a water bottle at him. I don't know if he threw a water bottle at him. I didn't see that in the video. Did you watch the video? I, I saw – two. there was, like, Basically, two uh, yeah, sides. He's just yeah. leaning over the seat and doing the exact last thing that you would expect somebody to be doing when sitting around Mike Tyson. Do you think just, he didn't uh, know who he was? No. you. I, I mean, he was asking for an autograph. He definitely knew who That's he was. True. That's true. But – Public is coming out, and typically when in, when you have a celebrity beat the shit out of somebody, a boxer at that, and Mike Tyson more so, it would typically be Mike Tyson's fault. In this case, yeah. we have pro fighters, celebrities alike, that are kind of given the same reaction, and that is it's about time because these guys need to lay off a little bit. How do you fanboy that bad? I, I understand being drunk, but... Dude, and it's Mike Tyson. It's something dude. that I like. Would you know expect what I mean? Tommy like Tommy Deeds. And it's not even like they said he took a, a picture or signed something for somebody before that, and he was gonna do it, but he just said, you know, wait till the flight was over. This kid's literally standing over his seat talking shit, and he's literally looking across the aisle talking to somebody else, like saying like this is what they do and like yeah. crazy and shit like saying? that. What do you mean they? Yeah, like, cra like not crazy sure how Mike nonsense. Like interpret that, but. To get Mike Tyson to that point nowadays, which we learned yesterday that he is fasting, it is yeah. Ramadan. He probably didn't get to smoke any weed on 420. Nah, it wasn't to, even uh, like that. You can't his holiday, and then he's got some drunk asshole pestering him on a plane. And he, I don't blame him. He was calm for a while. He let that go on for a long time. If this was 1988, Mike Tyson, he might have got thrown off the plane. The guy might have literally Tyson probably would have opened the thing up oh, and threw it off. Like, yeah, the guy might have just died. <laughs> For real, if he's he, lucky. He's the the, the guy is so animal. lucky that those were close shots, and Tyson didn't have a chance to actually like stand up, square up, and put him out because those were all just like boom, boom, they were boom, short like, punches. But Mike with them short uppercuts is is deadly. He did manage to cut the dude up, and the guy did survive. Lucky for the guy. So I guess you know we'll find out more as this develops. But hopefully Tyson doesn't get in any trouble. I know you can't typically fight on a plane why or no what are these guys constantly ripping on my shirts every day they said i look like bam bam bigelow in a nightclub that is one that i mean i can see it 
Bam Bam might have you by a few pounds. Shout out to Shane Bigelow, who we're looking true. to get we're on the Chop Sports get him Fight on the, Factory. The Fight Factory. Bam Bam's son. It is his son. Right? It is his son, is. Shane. Yeah. Shane so, Bigelow, if you so want to funny. come cartwheel your ass on down to the Chop Studios, or the Flippin' Made Easy Studios, and we'll we'll be happy to have you on. Um, I didn't mention Patreon, so if you're watching this show and you want to support Chop Sports and the Chop Sports Daily, please go over to patreon.com forward slash Chop Sports. We got three tiers, the blah, blah, blah tier, the blah tier, and then the dynasty tier. I know I love those tiers. The, the first two tiers, three and five dollars. Uh, you, you join the dynasty, you get a twenty five dollar gift card and some other perks that you'll find out about when you go over to the Patreon. Listen, guys, if you like what you see here every day. You got to support, you know, yeah, it's, it's what keeps the lights on every day. You know, we love doing this for you guys. I know they do. I'm new here. And if you don't want to actually support in a financial way and you are watching this video on YouTube, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and make sure you hit the notification bell. So you see that we go live every day at 11. And if you're watching on Facebook, shame on you, but do the same. Go over to YouTube. Click that link, hit subscribe, and then join the fun on a daily. Yes, uh, that chat over 400 members in the new social media platform. You could blow up your conversations. No trouble, no fuss. I'm not even sure. I've never really been in trouble with, with uh, social media conversations, so I can't really speak on that. What do you mean? You've never been like but Dave's restricted on, on Dave's Facebook? Dave's always talking about, yeah, like you. I have. I've never <laughs> been banned. I've been banned once on Facebook, but it wasn't for a. Um, it was just some dumb shit where I was talking shit to maybe even Tommy. I think we were just bantering back and forth. And friendly, somebody else did but it. But no, because there's certain words that are flagged. Yeah. So I caught like a three-day suspension. Um, Kyle sent us a super sticker. I think Kyle thinks if he sends super stickers that we, that we have to answer the questions in the comments. Well, no. I so, mean, if he asked me a question, look. <laughs> he asked a scoop I got to be honest. I'm not, I'm not typically reading the comments as much when I'm, when I'm bringing the show along because – Everything moves a little bit faster when I'm in this. Season. It does. Um, but I love it. It's been fun. I wanted to thank everybody for bearing with us this week in the um, I wouldn't say it's a solo show because Rob has been legendary. I'm I've been here. getting nothing but compliments. And Rob, we got to find you a show and another platform. We're trying. I think you're going to miss having your voice and your your face on the camera. on a no, daily When basis. you look this good, when you have a mother who makes jeans like what just happened here, something went away. I don't know. Oh, you did you hit an overlay? Yeah. I might have. Good job, bro. All right. So we just got to get up the no name tags. There we go. Now we're good. Okay. All right. Um, but anyway, so sports, we were talking about Mike Tyson. There's also other boxing news this weekend, and that is Tyson Fury makes what I believe he announced is his final fight. I believe that in five years when he has really fought in five years. But I'm pretty sure Tyson Fury came out and said that this is going to be his final fight. I mean, hey, if it is, what a comeback story. Yeah, for sure. He's still very young in terms of heavyweight boxers go. So when when three, four years go by and there's another contender materializes, you might see Tyson Fury kick the tires on a comeback. As I said before, I never take these boxing retirements all too serious because it's almost by design where you pull yourself as the marquee attraction out for a little bit and then – you give it a year or two, and the public is just dying for one of these heavyweights. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and then he'll probably get he'll paid probably come back tons get, more money. I wouldn't say he's going to get paid more money, but right now, you know, when you make it the way these guys make it, it's better to see him fade off a little bit than keep boxing these killers when you're not hungry. But the thing is, boxing is taking a huge loss to UFC at all. Oh, my bad. <laughs> At all costs, all around the board, right? And heavyweights especially haven't been big in boxing for a while. 
So for, for this guy is the mouthpiece. I think, I think heavyweight boxing has been back for about four or five years, largely due to Tyson Fury's addition. Yeah. And when he came back and beat Klitschko, he he's just been on an upward trajectory ever since that point. I don't think boxing is dead. I think heavyweight boxing, you you could argue, is dead mm -hmm. in America, but you could argue that heavyweight boxing has been dead in America outside of Mike Tyson and Holyfield. I don't so think it's like there's ninety-seven, been. right? You'd you can make the case for Wilder, but Wilder, you see what happens when he goes up against the actual. The actual, yeah. but I, really, he he showed his medal. I would have liked to see Joshua and Fury. I know it didn't happen, I, and they're both from England, right? Joshua's from but England. I don't too, think so. Anthony Joshua's been winning enough fights and looking good enough in recently for that fight to be as attractive as it could be. Yeah. It would still be a bigger fight than the Dylan White Anthony, than the Tyson Fury Dylan White fight. But Dylan White's dangerous. He definitely could KO anybody if he puts his hands on him. I just think Tyson Fury is too strong. He's phenomenal. His, his, his skill level is, is insane. He's 10 pounds heavier and he's in better shape and he's six foot nine. So dealing with that reach, I don't see anybody beating Tyson. The Fury. Gypsy King. The Gypsy King. Shout out to the uh, the Fury Clan from Peaky Blinders. June tenth. I got my sister watching it now. Is it June tenth? Is that when it comes? Yeah, on 10th. Netflix. You could watch it now if you steal it. VPN. Off yeah. Or, or, no, what are they I'll wait. VPN. Yeah. Yeah. Love that show. All right. So off of boxing, we'll talk more about the results of the the main event Saturday night on Monday's Fight Factory episode. But a little bit of baseball news I wanted to talk about. I don't know if you're aware of what I'm going to bring up right now, but we got um, we got Trevor Bauer still got his extended or his administrative leave extended through now. I believe it's all April 29th. They keep doing this week to week basis, and it's just leaving a big cloud over the Dodger situation, Major League Baseball, and fantasy owners like myself who drafted Trevor Bauer in hopes that he would maybe <laughs> make a return at some point this season. The lack of information and transparency and where this investigation is going is leading me to believe that, and just the way they're extending it a week at a time, because they're only doing it a week, it gives you the impression that something is pending. Something is imminent. Yeah. Meaning that there's going to be a ruling imminent. I thought there already was a ruling. Like, he's good on the legal side. Well, he's good on the legal side, but Major League Baseball, much like the NFL, yeah, reserves to, the yes. right to uh -huh. do their own, conduct their own investigation. And as long as you... Well, but it's him as long as you don't leave, right? It's not the no, 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 no. Well, I think he he volunteered to to not go when everything broke because of the pending. Yeah, I get that. Mm -hmm. But apparently on Jackie Robinson Day, he was threatening. I wouldn't say threatening, but he was basically going out and saying that I'm going to show up to work and I'm going to force the league's hand because if you show up, technically, because it's administrative leave, he's being paid. He thinks it's unconstitutional if he shows up to work that they wouldn't be able to send him home without suspending him and then that would at least get the ball rolling on um whatever's gonna happen what's going to happen mm -hmm. now much like the deshaun watson thing and dave's not here to bite my head off here but there is a potential that even with the suspension that he gets time served i'm not so sure how they work it out because again listen same as deshaun watson financially he was paid so the suspension has to hurt his pocket the differences and like i said i don't really i mean i i've I'm familiar with both cases. I've read a lot into both of them. Deshaun Watson's cases, none of those women said they were, they wanted to do that. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? The Trevor Bauer situation, there's text between the woman first to him 
asking for some of this stuff, you know, okaying yeah. some of this yeah, stuff. I, so I thought it was like maybe he was embarrassed to come back, and that's why it was kind of, you know. Yeah, but Trevor Bauer just doesn't seem to be the type of guy that's embarrassed about anything. I guess not. When he spoke for the first time since he was able to, since the legal issue was was brushed aside, and I shouldn't say brushed aside, but they found that they didn't have enough evidence to go further and, and prosecute. So he he came out and he was very candid about the entire situation to the point where it was cringeworthy hearing a professional athlete talk that way. And because he doesn't hold back, even right now with all the controversy surrounding him, he's doing some campaign with minor league baseball players where one player a week gets a gift $2,500 to do something cool. So Trevor Bauer is starting a campaign, which is great. And I think it's good for the game, and I, I understand where he's going with it, but Major League Baseball owners are not on board. And the Dodgers have an owner. They can't be on board. They want they got egg in their face since the signing. A lot of money going to this guy. Yeah. And while the Dodgers aren't really starving, they, they have a good pitching rotation as it is. But what do you do? Do the Dodgers even want him? They've made a lot of strides. They're a West Coast team, extremely liberal out there. So their fan base largely – is a liberal fan base, a lot of Hollywood. You know how that goes. Do they really want to run the risk of bringing Trevor Bauer back, even if, even if he's allowed to play? I think that there's a lot of variables here. It's very, very interesting to see what's going to take place. You don't think Bauer he's going to be allowed forward. to play? I think constitutionally they're going to have to let they him play, he... and then they're going to have to suspend him. But just because you have to play, like nobody has to employ you. But suspend them for what? Being kinky? I, no, I mean, I'm not trying to be. I'm just being. I'm being serious, though. Yeah. It was. It was. I it think, was. Nothing think, happened, right? He didn't get in trouble. There's obvious texts with it, which were brought into court, saying that she wanted this stuff to happen. Not what, saying obviously well, not all well, of it, but well, when you're talking you about when you're talking about like labor disputes and things that in collective bargaining, these things all get collectively bargained. So there's a legal way to look at this in terms of how they're going to be able to uh, respond accordingly with the as far as the punishment goes and basically i'm not sure if there's precedent here but if you look across the nfl you don't have to be indicted you don't have to be prosecuted to get suspended and i don't know i know that for sure because it's been a mm -hmm. hot button issue on this show but with ezekiel elliott he never got brought up on charges he was still suspended for six games should have been kicked out of the league no, i'm just you, kidding dave I'm, <laughs> the the terminology is escaping me at at this point but it's if you make the league look bad in any way. Yes, I and get it. It could that. be with your words. It could be with interviews. It could be just how you're conducting yourself on social media or all of the above, which in Trevor Bauer case, I think is the case. I think mm -hmm. the league right now is just wants to keep him as far away as possible. He is not listening. He's also he's on like uh, I'm pretty sure it's either he has his own YouTube page or something. Well, that's what it is. Every day. Yeah, every day something. he's going yeah. live. He's doing something. And he's very smart. The dude is very educated. Of course, and he's one of those psychopaths that actually brought pitching along in terms of yes, the way they're training. Yes. Like I'm not sure how many school. of these players are actually taking taking hold true, of what though. he's doing, but I don't think he's well-liked around no, the league, I don't even think so on either. his own team. So. I don't. He gives me like Jay Cutler vibes. Yeah, but Jay Cutler seemed very um, like he was disinterested. Trevor Bauer wants to win. Jay Cutler seemed like he didn't give a shit. But as far as like how they look and personality, very, I very mean, much like so. Jay Cutler, smoking Jay, best Packer quarterback, not named uh, Aaron Rodgers. Threw more more completions to Charles Woodson than <laughs> he did Anybody to else? any any receiver on the Bears. <laughs>
All right. So now that we we covered the Trevor Bauer thing, for my sake and my fantasy team's sake, I hope he comes back soon. Even though he's a psychopath and a weirdo and all those things, he does have a, a crazy if arsenal. He gets, so like if they trade him, you know more about this than me. If say say they trade him to the Nationals, I don't want to say the Yankees because I don't think the Yankees would take him. They need him, but I don't think they would take him. Do I they agree. trade that contract too, or does? Yeah, there's no other. There's no other way around it. This contract's pretty big, ain't it? And because there's no legal issue pending anymore, there's nothing the Dodgers could really do with the contract. If they would have prosecuted him, I'm sure they would have been able to find a void and a loophole in the language. But also, when you're the as coveted as Trevor Bauer was as a free agent, mm-hmm. you're able to negotiate these things out of your contract before the before you're signing it. Like, what do you mean? Explain in that. terms of. You you're getting offers are for forty million from several clubs. You could say, okay, I want forty million, and I want you to take all the language out that might be able to remove you from this deal, given there's a circumstance that takes place going forward. You so know, like, the more leverage like, you have, the better the language is in your contract. Obviously, he could have been like, yo, look, uh, for example, if I get a Dallas, DUI, you when can't the Dallas lost out on on Gregory, was it? And went to Denver. Oh yeah, one of them. And it was because of a stipulation in the contract language. The DAC thing, yeah. Things like that. Whereas when you're highly coveted, you're able to negotiate out of your deal. Um, Maybe Trevor Bauer was able to do that. I'm not sure if there's a no trade clause or not. I would take him in a heartbeat because the Yankees need all the help they can get. But we did name this show NFL Football Friday, and we did that for a reason. Obviously, we have the NBA playoffs to get get into later, yesterday's slate, and then we'll break down. Maybe Kyle wants to call in or or give us some picks or leans in the comment section. But I wanted to talk a little bit of NFL news. We have some interesting stuff coming out of Dallas where the Jerry Jones lawsuit, the paternity lawsuit that was filed against him saying that he has an estranged child, a daughter from, I guess, the late 80s, who is now coming out and saying that she wants all these tests done and she wants money. She wants more hush money because if what she's saying is true, there was already a hefty sum paid a at lot. the outset he was of this sending birth. money or something, yeah. And now she's dropping the suit, which means she was paid, yeah, right? Or Clearly, given she, was, she was given something, something. And the only thing that leads me to believe that it she might just be not being paid is because now she's saying she'll drop the suit under one condition. And that condition is that he goes public with a paternity test. Yep. So the ball's in your court, Jerry. I think it's he's Jerry's it. world, and we're just living in it. Hopefully, for this woman's sake, she is his daughter, because then I would imagine there's going to be that a heavy would be embarrassing, to boy. Not really. If it's not his kid, it'd be embarrassing for her. For her. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you went public. It with would all be embarrassing. And, and you were but it would also anyway. be sad in some respect because oh, she's be out there looking for her dad. It would be sad. Absolutely. She thought 100%. that Jerry Jones might be her dad for all this time. I would imagine there's some real resentment there. So I'm not sure how I would handle that. Oh, I, it's got to be resentment. 100%. Your All dad right. owns an NFL team with keeping other it, kids. Keeping it in the NFL, we have, I wouldn't say it's potential news, but it is news. It's news that the Cardinals are 0%. They came out and said that there's a 0% chance that they will be moving on from Kyler Murray this season or any season. Well, maybe not any season, but they're not making a trade. So don't expect Kyler Murray to be moved on draft day. They're in a tough spot. We've talked about it. Lamar, Kyler, these guys are all do big money, and their play the last season or two hasn't quite lived up to nope. top five money, but the timing of their situation means that they're likely to get it. Yeah, got Derek Carr getting 45 mil or something like that. I'm not sure that Kyler is worth that, but we talk about the scope of the league and how NFL contracts get doled out to quarterbacks, and 
you have no choice. I look at it as you look at it going to the draft, right? This is probably one of the lackluster quarterback drafts in a, in a while, right? You would say there probably there probably may be, and I don't even I honestly don't think there's one starting quarterback in this draft right now. Not yeah, one. I don't either. Not not today. Anyway. Jordan Love might be available for first round, second round. Pick. And it's funny because I think about it like this: if Baker Mayfield was coming out into this draft, he'd be like the number one pick. Well, he was the number one pick in his draft, and it was actually been good quarterback. I think Josh Allen was Josh Allen, Tim that was, Arnold, uh, Josh Allen, and Lamar Rosen, Lamar. Yeah, that, that was that draft, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I'm just saying, like, it's just it's crazy to think that. So you kind of have, like you said, you have no choice right now. It's what are you gonna do? You're gonna let you're gonna let Kyler Murray walk out the door, and then who, well, who who's there? I'll tell you this: if I'm drafting a quarterback this year, I'm just simply not, and I'm making a a trade. I'll give my second for Jimmy G and know that I'm going to at least get a, a solid sound quarterback in there. And he's a guy that I, I don't know that Jimmy G is going to be the long-term answer, but because of the, the class that we have at quarterback, we don't know that any of these guys are going to be the long-term answer. So no. at least with Jimmy G, you know, you're getting an NFL caliber quarterback, a second round pick on a prospect in a quarterback draft that there is none. The reason why they're even moved up to second is because of the premium at the position. But you can make the case that if there was a couple better quarterbacks in this draft, none of the guys that are going that are entered into this class would be second round picks. They could all be pushed into the second or third round. These guys are all backup quarterbacks in the NFL right now. That's just my opinion. Maybe, Maybe people won't like it, but there's not one starter here. I mean, yes, Malik Willis can throw a football very far but where what team is he starting for in the nfl besides maybe the texans right now who like chris said who thinks that they, they really into david mills right now or davis mills davis long neck mills so or, we got a comment coming in from kyle i don't mean to cut you off uh, uh that was my best dave impersonation <laughs> jumping in when rob is talking and reading a comment um also by the way i didn't mention this but we do have ash in the building see this is what happens when i um when I do the open and everything is moving fast. So welcome Ash to the, to the studio. I believe Joey D is, is coming in too, but yeah, you, you got a mic. They can hear me. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) so AJ is laughing out loud because I said something about Jordan love for a second round pick who would give up a second round pick for Garbo Jordan love. You'd be surprised. Like I just said, the quarterback position is scarce in this draft. And I'm not saying that I would do it, but there could be a GM out there that has, has some feelings for Jordan love. And a second round pick for a quarterback that hasn't really been given his opportunity yet. There's some potential there. I think Jordan Love, I read I read several reports. This is not me making this up. I'm not saying that any of these guys know what they're talking about. But according to some NFL scouts, Jordan Love would be the best quarterback in this draft. And all this news came out around the time that Aaron Rodgers signed his deal where the next day the big news was, well, what do we do with Jordan Love? Does he get moved? The, the consensus or the reports that were coming out was a potential second round pick, but no higher than that. That's not me making it up. That's the NFL executives and the lack of quarterbacks in this class means that his value is. So you're a Packer high. fan, right? Yeah. So you've watched like he's been through. This is your three, right? For him. Yeah. So you've watched all the past two preseasons. And so you watched him, right? Say it's week three right now, right? Packers yeah. are two and one. Mm hmm. Aaron Rodgers has an ACL injury. Look at his face. And then Jordan Love has finished the season. Are you okay with that? No. The season's over. <laughs> no doubt about it. 100%. But Take the comment off. 
Oh yeah. Uh, so no, so that's what I mean. So you don't you think with the, with that roster today, maybe they draft obviously. Well, let's just say the, let's say the roster last year. Okay. So he's, so he's still there. Two and one. Rogers goes down. What do you? How do you see the rest of the season turn out? I'm being serious. In case this kid goes to another team, honestly. I don't see it going all that great. I don't think the Packers are going to be throwing the ball a ton this year. They're going to be a lot like the Seattle teams that you saw in the past where you had Russ in the fourth quarter to pull off his magic, but largely they were just a running team. They have two running backs. They have good pass. They have good mm-hmm. run blocking receivers, but they have Rodgers. So you obviously are going to use them. But I like the idea of just using him down the stretch in crunch time and kind of doing the game management. I think the Packers are going to have to win some games that way this year. Play good defense. I think they're returning a lot of starters. But to answer your question, the Packers are not a playoff team without Aaron Rodgers. What were they this year? They were like 13 and three, 13 and four. They're really good. So you, what do you, seven and nine? I would have to see. Look. Jordan Love got one start this year in the COVID saga with Rodgers, and they lost 17-16 or 17-16-10, something like that, to the Chiefs. He outplayed uh, Pat Mahomes in that game. The Packers' defense really showed up. But they blitzed him every single play. He had no time. The offensive line was banged up. They, But they, he played semi-decent on okay. the road against a tough opponent in his first start. But at the end of the day, no, Jordan Love is not the answer in Green Bay, clearly. Okay. So we don't even have to actually debate this. How would anymore. you feel if I don't want them to trade Jordan Love unless it's for a second round pick or higher? So they have two first round picks, right? Yeah. Uh how would you feel about them taking one of these court if one of these quarterbacks are there no. in the second round? None. No. No? Absolutely not. No. We okay. need three quarterbacks, then we no, then I you mean, better trade Jordan Love if that's the case. Okay. But, um and they're the Packers, which we'll talk about this. The Packers aren't taking two receivers in the draft. Not going to happen. <laughs> they might take two, just not taking two in the first round. But more news on our boy Debo Samuel. Debo now, there's a couple suitors. Obviously, we've talked about this. But there's there was four a- that I'm seeing right now. This is what Schefter says. He says it's the Packers, the Jets, the Lions. I think it was the Eagles or the Chiefs. It was one of them. There's, there's always going to be the, the the main teams that the public is talking about and the media is talking about. And then there's going to be that one team that's kind of lurking in the shadows. You could imagine like a New England being one of those types of teams. They would probably use Debo well and he would get it right on board and just do whatever they said. Right. Belichick has that power over people. <laughs> but apparently I don't think anybody's going to be able to top the Jets offer unless it's the Eagles. And the Jets are offering the 10th, which we expected. Mm-hmm. So the 10th overall pick and then multiple later picks. They didn't say late round picks. They said later picks. So mm-hmm. I would imagine it's at least going to be a first and a second. That's coming from two active Four players and, and a front office insider. So they're saying uh, they're thinking before the draft. But that's probably, I mean, the 10th overall pick in the first round. Like I said, it's going to really be up to Debo at this point. The Jets are an interesting place to be because they're a young team. They're building. There is a little bit of momentum. I feel like their coach is at least well-liked by the locker room. I know going into the year, everybody was gung-ho about Robert Sala. Uh, proof is in the pudding, though. You got to win football games. You're a fan, right? You like the coach? Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan. Yeah, of course. Of course. So he hasn't he hasn't done enough wrong, and he handled himself properly throughout the season in a losing season for the fans to at least be on board with him. I think Debo will be obviously the focal point of whatever offense he goes to. But 
They have a very inexperienced quarterback. Mm -hmm. They have some growing to do as a team in general. Mm -hmm. You're going to go from a contender. I wouldn't call the 49ers a perennial contender, but for one reason or another, they they seem to be deep in the playoffs every other season, every third season. Mm -hmm. So they're, he's coming from a winning organization to an organization that's essentially been a laughing stock and no disrespect. But no, no, I, I, listen, I'm not, I do not like, it's not that I don't like, but I don't, the Zach Wilson pick, I've always been on board with the Jets QBs who they've taken. I was even on board with Sanchez. Not so much Geno Smith. Zach Wilson to me was, I just, I don't see it. I, I don't see him becoming that guy. Maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe it'll just be something for me to look at. He's still only 16. So you got to give him true. some time. And, and I, I think Zach Wilson, his makeup is a lot like Mahomes when they were coming out, you know, kind of running around and he's able to improvise. Yeah. It's a lofty, a lofty comparison, though, to a guy that's only 16. Yeah. How much do you think the Mike Daniels, the coach that went from San Fran to the Dolphins, that was their offense coordinator, right? Yeah. How much do you think that played uh, a part? Uh, McDaniels or yeah, Mike McDaniel. McDaniels. Yeah. How much do you think that played a part in Debo saying I'm out of here? I don't know because well, there's two things that played a part. One being the the financial aspect of it. Because we're coming, they're coming out now, and they released a dollar amount, or I don't know who released it, but a dollar amount was released in what the 49ers were offering Debo. And there's about 19 million reasons why Debo wants out of San Francisco, and that's because the deal is south of 20 million per. And yeah, but they're saying they're gonna they'll give it to him. No, they apparently they they that's Adam Schefter saying that. So the 49ers aren't coming out and publicly saying, "What do you want, bro? We'll give it to you." (laughs) You know, they're they're looking to cut corners every possible way. And I think that if Debo doesn't want to be used in this specific way, he wants to be paid like a receiver. What you were talking about yesterday is him not being that elite talent at just purely at wideout. The 49ers clearly feel the same way. But prior to this season or prior to the to the DeAndre Hopkins deal. That would be the most money for a receiver in the league. Yes. You know, 19 million per is pretty good, but I got to go with Debo on this one and just see what the rest of the guys are getting. Now, I understand what you're at, what you're saying. It's like 19 million is a lot of money. You're you don't agree with Debo being as good as people think he is. All well and good, but positioning and timing and striking while the iron is hot right now for Debo. Seeing what other guys are getting, market value. You got to assume that Debo is going to get 24, 25 mil. I'll be sick if the Jets offer him that. I will. I just don't see it. Maybe he'll just wait till Baker Mayfield goes on a team, so he'll get the less touches that he wants. You know, maybe that's what he should do. Um, I think Dave is coming in here. I Shout out it. to Rob, and you could tell it's Dave because he did the the cough uh-huh. dork thing, and that's like a dad vibe. But technically, this is like a Ric right. Flair. This is a Ric <laughs> Flair hat since it's Ric <laughs> Flair's motto. So, Dave, when are you coming back? So, is it Ric Flair's motto? It is Ric Flair's motto. Woo! Limousine. Got him. Got her. All right. So Debo to the Jets, hopefully for my sake, because I want to see Rob squirm. Not for 24 no, million. I, I would take him on not. the Packers for 24 million. Insert him where, where Devontae was and use him however we like. If you're going to give somebody 24 million, maybe then he will be on board with playing running back slash receiver. But I don't want I don't want to give up our 10th pick. For DK, I would have done that for DK Metcalf. Not for him. You see, no way, dude. I'll put Debo over DK. No way. Dude. All day. I don't know. I don't see twice it. Twice today, three times on draft day. No doubt about it. Bro. I don't see it. I DK don't see it. DK drops the ball too much. He seems like a prima donna. 
I don't think he's a premier. And I think the size ultimately will will get to him. Very David Boston like. Remember him? I do remember David Boston. I'd be sick if that that happened. David Boston was. He was big. Did he pass away? I believe David Boston. I don't know. Or it might have been Vincent Jackson. Vincent Jackson's the password. Yes. Uh, Sean Jackson told about retiring. I saw that. Yeah, he, saw that. He, he did announce three or four possible teams that he would would like to play for. The Browns. I just get. Oh, I was going to guess. I wouldn't guess yeah. the Browns, though. Yeah, well, Deshaun. Miami? No. Green Bay? Yes. And going back to the Eagles? No. No? Where? Denver? Of course. And there was one other team with a quarterback. Really good quarterback. Lamar, I, I like to see him in Lamar. But then they already got Hollywood Brown, so yeah, they don't need another one. They don't need him. Um, yeah, so Deshaun Jackson just retired, dude. <laughs> He's had a good, year, good I, career. I would take Deshaun Jackson in Green Bay to be exactly what he is, and just take the cover, take the top off the D I'd once like to in see a while. Brandon Cooks in Green Bay, me too. But they just take him off the market. They signed him. They gave him an extension. Yeah, and I can't believe he took. He stayed there. I can't believe it either because I think he would have gotten paid anywhere he went. The same kind of money. He's been on a lot of, but teams. he's getting a lot of targets there, and he had a good season. You he's know? a way better Percy Harvin. Well, see, no, I disagree. What? I think Percy Harvin was a was a bucket. He was just like any given moment he could he could take it to the house. Brandon Cooks, I think, is a good solid player. But Brandon Percy Cooks Harvin is a some, better receiver. Something than different. Percy Harvin. Percy Harvin wasn't a good receiver at college. He was not. In the well, NFL. that's what I'm saying. He's a better version of Percy Harvin. Just he's a better receiver than Percy Harvin, but Percy Harvin was a fucking just one of those guys that you punt it to him, he's scoring. You kick it to him, he's scoring. Very dangerous player. That's a good debate, though. Who would you rather have in their prime, Percy Harvin, or who the fuck are we talking about? Uh, Percy Harvin or uh, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. Uh, Percy Harvin had a lot of concussions. He did. So. Um, not even concussions. I think he just had like a migraine issues. He won a Super Bowl. Good for him. With uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Good for him. So it's draft week. It's draft day coming. It's football Friday. And we're running out of actual topical news stuff to talk about. So we figured we'd have a little bit of fun today and ask one of those weird questions. And feel free in the comment section to chime in because um, I think you guys might have some some say in this. But what we're doing here is... We're wiping down, we're wiping out the entire NFL rosters, and we're going to play the, the Madden game. We're not going to do the entire team. We're just going to say, if you got to make the very first pick of the NFL draft where all teams were completely wiped free, wiped clean like the Madden Yeah, like Madden, uh, franchise, pretty much a huge offseason. Who would so you take? Anyway. Who would you take? And there's some obvious quarterbacks in the in the equation. That's who you would take with your first pick? I'm taking a quarterback. You're not taking a quarterback? I don't think so, dude. Okay, so not if the whole NFL is open. So if the whole NFL is open and you have the first pick and you don't take a quarterback and right now it snakes back and now you get the 64th pick, you realize that you're going to have. I wouldn't have a 64. Well, what I have a 64? Um, I guess it wouldn't be in, in Madden. They don't do that. It would like be one and then 30, 33rd. Yeah. Either way, you figure at least 15 teams are going to take a QB. That's okay. Now. So you're going to you're okay with Kirk Cousins to start your franchise? In depending on in round two, you know I don't know if it's gonna be Kirk Cousins though. I'll tell you this right now: quarterbacks are gonna go twenty of them. I don't fifteen I of don't them right think away. So, dude, yeah, and then that, that my defense yeah. is gonna be unstoppable. Why with one player? Oh, but I'm just if you are all taking quarterbacks, I could wait. But even if you take one defensive player, 
You know, like you still need a quarterback. Okay. You could take a solid defense. I think that you're you're bugging. So no way. Okay, so then who is your so guy? Who's, wait, so who's Scott's first pick? How do we know who Scott's first well, pick? Well, no, we're you're you we you're each have first pick. on the Jets. You we each have the first pick. So we have a couple guys in here. We got Scoop saying Christian Kirk, which no is way. hilarious because the Jaguars just paid him like they would take him first. Um, we have <laughs> Bailey McClung coming in and saying Baker Mayfield. I knew that nobody would take this actually serious. And except for Dave, he took it serious and he's a hundred percent right. Um, Thank you, Dave. Pick, That's exactly what I said. First Defense, pick, Dave. No, I'm not talking about that. He's talking about, I'm talking about the prediction that he made for me in the, with the very first pick of the 2022 inaugural Madden chop sports, fill out your team. There's draft. no way you would do that. I though. select quarterback for the green Bay Packers. Aaron. There's Rogers. no way you would do that. No, I wouldn't do that. He's 37 years old. He might be 39. Okay, whatever. You wouldn't take that wouldn't as your first pick right now. I wouldn't so do that. Who would be your first pick? It's hard, very, very hard. When I'm look, maybe Justin Herbert. That's a good pick. That's your first pick. I say Justin Herbert because he's a little bit younger than Mahomes, but really, it's like hard to not take Pat Mahomes. It is, it is hard. It, it is very with, hard with not the to amount do of it. success that he's had. But we're gonna get to see a different version of Mahomes now with Juju in place of Tyreek Hill, and that offense is just not gonna be the same. No matter which way you slice it, Tyreek Hill being out of that offense changes things. I don't know if Mahomes is the guy. You've seen a lot of interception rate was really bad this year. There's been a lot of negatives about Pat Mahomes over the last since the Super Bowl in Tampa or against Tampa. Actually, it was in Tampa, too. All right, so I'm on the clock, right? You're on the clock. You're on the clock. I'm going to take TJ Watt. TJ Watt. That's what I'm gonna take as my first. You player. are out of your fucking. Mind. We'll see. We'll You're see gonna it. take TJ we'll Watt over an Aaron Donald. Yeah, I am. We're, so we're, 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 we'll, take, we'll take like all like we'll You'll just take TJ um, Watt over Micah Parsons. Listen, you worry about your team. I'll worry right. about my team. Okay, we'll take like all like we'll take seven. We'll do like two wide receivers, a running back. So you know we're actually just gonna. So we don't. There's only two teams in this league. We're just gonna. Me and you. That's it. Just draft back and forth. We could we could do we could do a comment team. People just keep throwing picks in there. No, that would be incredible if we just did it. All right, guys, we're going to mock um, all 32 teams, all 53 men rosters. So if you guys give us a couple days and just keep bear with us, we need a representative for each Dave, team. Dave, that's why I need you here because he doesn't understand how good of a defensive team you first need. First of all, Dave. When is, you play for the Packers, it's hard just all, to watch Dave, quarterbacks. Dave all time. is not taking Micah Parsons either. But he, he said that was a good one, not bad at all. Like, that's a good first pick. Like he's a, he's a potential second round pick in this draft. Dave, who would you take? We'll we'll wait. We'll we'll, we'll do we our own thing. saying Josh Allen would go number one. I was thinking Josh Dave's Allen. That's my that's next a good pick. one, Rob. Not bad at all. Only that Pittsburgh's run defense was thirty second in the NFL this year with Josh. That's with, okay. With that's why I'm gonna have somebody else plugged in somewhere else. So go ahead, Chris. And we got Kyle coming in and saying Pat Mahomes might have four straight losing seasons. That backloaded contract is up. Time to pay KC. Kansas City has the ninth most cap space in the NFL right now after the really? Tyreek Hill trade. Yeah. Ninth most quietly. That's why there are very big players in this potential Debo thing because wow. they have the ninth most cap space. The only all they, they really paid was Kelsey and Mahomes, right? If yeah. You really think about and it. They, they, they just lost Tyron Matthew. They lost, yeah. They lost a lot of big contracts. They lost a lot of guys. So we got Kyle coming in the comments and saying Pat Mahomes is about to have four straight losing seasons. I don't believe that for a second, but that division is going to be tough to come by some wins. So it could be imminent very, very soon. So I'm not going to take Mahomes. I would probably take uh, Justin Herbert because we haven't seen his success just yet. And I think he's about to blossom. You could obviously make the case for Joe Burrow. 
You could no, you could. Uh, yeah, you I could, think Justin Herbert's a better quarterback than Joe he is. Burrow. I think he. But there's something too. about there's something about Joe Burrow where, where you could have made the case that Peyton Manning was a better quarterback than Tom Brady, but for whatever reason, Tom Brady always had his number. And I'm gonna go with that. Joe Burrow. I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna take Joe Burrow just because he's the, he's the guy that I think. Everyone's gonna be like, this one's better, this one's better. But you point to him, and he just keeps. And he's on got winning. the swagginess yeah. too, bro. So I'm, you know gonna, I mean? I'm gonna go with Joe Burrow and his bum ass knee and his uh, makeshift offensive line. But do I get Jamar Chase by default? Because if no, I do, I gotta draft him, right? Yeah, draft. Him. All right, so, so you're picking. so you're taking Herbert and no, Burrow. I'm not ta- yeah, I'm picking my. What am I? The Packers. Yeah. So you're just taking Burrow. We're getting rid of Herbert, right? Yeah. Okay. So so you're on the clock again, though, because that was, I picked. That was your first pick, or am I on the clock? Well, you could just pick who you okay, want. Okay, so I'm gonna take Josh Allen. So you pick, so you get saved by picking a defense first, and you got to wait all that time, and Josh Allen makes it back to you. That's why this there. doesn't work. This format doesn't work. Josh Allen was picked <laughs> four, three picks after I picked. Chris Joe is Burrow. thinking that my team's way better than him's right now. No, I'm saying that we're. It's like doing an eight man fantasy football team where all the teams are good no matter what because there's too many good players. So Kyle team, says. Pat Mahomes said to hit the cap for 480 million over the next eight years, 60 million per yeah, year. Yeah, I understand. And Kyle looks at these contracts, and we always get into these debates. That's if Patrick Mahomes doesn't do a single restructure. None of these contracts are designed to be that way. As long as the player maintains success and they could keep on restructuring, which they always do in these cases, then these contracts never pan out to be what they're saying they are. They're not going to pay him. 400 million, 480 million against the cap for the next six years. It's just not going to happen. They will eventually pay him all that money, but it's going to be spread out. I would no like doubt. to be like in a room or see how that's done. The whole restructuring of a contract, especially like those big ones like his. Yeah. Where like he has to sit down and they have to literally go through all of that. All the salary cap again. gymnastics is one of my favorite topics. And I, I always got to give credit to Pat McAfee for the ode and shout out to Pat. McAfee. Oh, true. Shout out in to talks Pat with Amazon to potentially be doing. Was it Thursday, Thursday night, night football? Thursday night football. If this guy's life couldn't be any more exciting and better, I mean, he just did. Thursday night footballs, Talk Friday night smackdown. He's doing NFL football. He gets to wrestle against the best in the world on the biggest stage in the world. He gets to call wrestling, and he's got the Daily Show. The life. Unbelievable. Pat McAfee, you're a goat. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. I don't believe that. I don't believe that the salary cap is a, is a really big issue. I've learned a lot about it over the last couple months with all these conversations and, and the situation that the Packers were dealing with with Rodgers. I think maybe I'll do a little a little YouTube video breaking on it down. breaking down I'd the like NFL to salary cap, and I'll send it to Kyle. He could pin it to the top of his page so he could learn a little bit about how these NFL salary caps work. Um, I'm joking, Kyle. I know that I know that he's he knows his shit, but I think he worries a little bit too much about cap hits and things like that because we see a way around it every time the the GM is on board. They're able to make things work. Anytime a GM wants to be cheap, they're able to use the salary cap as a reason why. And that's firmly how I believe it. If teams are able to stay successful, players stay productive, you could consistently rework contracts if your team is a contender. Now, if is not, it like is it like no the reason. same thing like baseball? Like how like you know the Orioles and them, they're not they they have like the lowest payroll in the league. Is it even as close? Think, think about what I'm saying. So, like, you know, it'll be you see how the difference between the Yankees payroll and I guess yeah, no, no, the NFL is not like that, not even close. No, not like that at all. Because I've, I've, I like, I've heard the stories of the there Bengals could be teams with, that are just decide to be cheaper and 
typically it'll be the Bengals. They don't give a, a bunch of guaranteed money. They don't negotiate certain kind. Well, the, the scope of the league has changed a lot and it kind of swayed a little towards more of the players having a lot more say over the last decade. But typically, like I said, the Bengals, they don't spend money. They don't, they lose free agents consistently and like by saving a million. That's my point. They don't have good practice facilities. They don't have a locker room that is NFL caliber. Yeah, I saw TJ Humanzada say like in the like 98, they like didn't have enough water bottles for players. Like that's crazy to think about that. NFL didn't have enough water bottles for your players. That doesn't make sense. And Kyle is saying that he's worried about winning and that's it. And what I'm telling you never wins. It's never won except for this year when you saw the Rams just completely obliterate all draft picks and their salary cap for years to come. And they got a ring out of it. So uh, it does work, but it's very rare. rare And like I said, you have to be all in and you run your, you run the risk of, of setting yourself up for a very, very lengthy rebuild. If you can't fill the necessary positions after your window closes. So if you have a quarterback window, your quarterback leaves and you front load, like the Packers are going to be in an interesting spot. Okay. That's the way I'm putting it in a year or two. Here's a question for you. Which quarterback in the NFL this year has the most to prove? And I'm not saying they have to win a championship. Who has the most to prove this year? Or it's done. Which quarterback? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Over like Daniel Jones or? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. In my opinion, he has the most on the line. Daniel, there's a ton of quarterbacks that have their job on the line. Pretty much anyone that's ranked. 14th i'm talking about like career on the line daniel jones baker um lamar maybe not lamar but jimmy g carson wentz mariota you don't think carson wentz gets at least two years over there well if it completely shits the bed no that's a, a roster that you would expect them him to go in there and compete and do well right away right not really. I mean, I don't. Their wide receivers suck, in my opinion. They have a great running back, a great offensive line. Their defense is good. I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess you could say. All that. right. So I'm going to touch on a little bit of what Kyle's talking about in here, and he's talking about Matthew Stafford. I understand the Stafford thing, um, but Matthew Stafford was only made possible because Jared Goff's contract was absurd as well, and there was a lateral move there. But let's like Matthew Stafford also just resigned and restructured, proving the point that. You could do these things, and his cap hit is only $13 million this year. I could almost guarantee you that when Mahomes, in a year or two, does the exact same thing where he restructures and gets a small cap hit, what Rodgers did. Now, like I said, I'm not sure that's setting them up for success down the line. The Hornets just fired their head coach. Eh, it's about time. Actually, they, they didn't play defense either. Any coach that doesn't get his players to play defense should be fired, so I guess every coach except for Spolstra. All right. NFL was fun. Um, be sure to watch us all next week because we're going to just cover the huge. We're going to cover the draft through and through. We we talked a lot. Um, we're still doing our opening banter. We haven't even gotten to the reads yet, and then <laughs> we're going to get into the NBA games. But um, I guess we're not really short on time. But we'll ah, we'll go a little. Good. We'll go through the okay. NBA games a little little more rapid fire than we typically do. Um, so I guess I'll pull up the manscaped. Check your nuts today, fellas. Check your ball sacks. All right, so as we all know, April marks the month of testicular cancer awareness, and that is Manscaped raising awareness through the Lawnmower 4.0. I am chopping this one up. All right, so hey, ladies and gentlemen, 
Go over to manscaped.com and use the promo code CHOPSPORTS for 20% off the Performance Package 4.0. The Performance Package includes the Lawnmower 4.0 with the 400K LED trimmer. You got the Plow 2.0 for your face so you don't have to mix your grundle hair with your beard hair. Nobody wants that except for if you're washing your ass in the shower, then the razor doesn't matter because it is, in fact, waterproof. It's got a light. It's waterproof. You could use this on every part of your body, your nasty toes. You could put it between your ass crack. Nice. Rob made a face when I talked about shaving my toes. You don't you don't have hair on your toes, dude? I oh, don't. I you want to so. know why? Because I fucking shaved it off with the fucking Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. That's right. So go over to Manscaped.com. Use the promo code CHOPSPORTS for 20% off. And don't forget, they got that ball lather and that asshole cream. It's yeah. legendary. So go use the promo code. Save the ball sacks and save your own. That's the most important. You know, myself and Gooch are both getting a little older. One of the first things to go is your vision. Thank goodness for our hookup over at Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, right on Main Street next to the train station. They have glasses for all ages, all budgets. They have safety glasses, sports glasses. They are a full-service powerhouse offering eye exams and even free lenses for the kids. They work with BCBS, AAA, AARP, giving massive discounts. They're open five days a week, closed on Wednesdays and Sundays. Call 732-326-3937 to get your first pair of Ray-Ban, Burberry, Coach, Polo, you name it, they got it. Go see Craig and Johnine right now. We'll get right into these games. I have to be uh, fully honest. I did not watch basketball last night. I had a lot going on, um, dealing with like an ear infection. And yeah, I had one. Told you last week I had one. I know the feeling. It hurts, boys. Yeah, not a great situation for me. Here. So I was like kind of just in the dark uh, dealing with baby day. And I don't mean dealing with. Well, I can tell you what happened in this experiencing game. Experiencing baby day in the dark. There was, there was a whole huge pool party again for like the third oh, game so, in a row. So Jordan Poole is that dude. Dude, all of them. They all scored over, over 25. Steph, Jordan, and Clay. I think they were like 12 for 27 from three. It was ridiculous. But you know who else was ridiculous too that I'm getting, a, I'm starting to really love and I've shit not shitting on him all week? The joke, Jokers, bro. Unstoppable. Joker. They can't stop him. He just needs help. Somebody get to Denver and help so, him. So now will you at least rethink the idea that Embiid is clear cut the best big in the game? No. Joel Embiid's the best big man in the game. He could shoot. Way better I mean, than Joe. I would say he's shooting way better. What's their three point percentages? It's probably neck and neck. Jokic could shoot. He's like Larry Bird. He's not better than Joel. I gave him credit. You heard me give you credit. Yeah, I gave you, you credit. Did, you, did. you need help though. Uh, Somebody's got to go over and help he, him. Someone's got to exactly. play defense. You just can't put the team on your back the way he is. It's hard in the playoffs for a big to carry the team alone. You need guard play in the tournament. Bro, he had 37, 18, and five. Yeah. And he's like six. He's almost seven foot tall. Is it, they, I know they call the other guy the polar bear, but this dude is like a fucking massive. We were talking bro. about Peter Lonzo. Yeah, he's dude. Massive, he's this the, abominable, massive, he's the abominable snowman. He is. They and can't he, stop. He grew up eating concrete. That's what he was born on. Draymond Green could barely. Draymond Green played really good defense yesterday. The, the biggest play of the game, he was. Draymond, Draymond Green, I think he had five fouls, and he still was going at Yoka just uh, aggressively the whole time. Picked his pocket. They went up again, and then they, they never looked back. I mean, it was still a close game. But yeah, it was. They they didn't cover. No, nah, I don't think so. The but, Nuggets uh, didn't cover. Uh, Golden State is now 3-0 and in this postseason against the spread. So They need more help. Aaron, Aaron Gordon with 18-12, and 12, but I don't know what's going on. Isn't Donovan Mitchell over there? No. No, he's, he's in Jets. Utah, yeah. but they got uh, Murray. 
Oh, he's hurt. Stuff. Hurt Murray so, and somebody else is there too. And Michael Porter. Yeah, he's hurt too. Yeah, I think. But um, come on, man. Yeah, that's the issue. If they had their full strength, I feel like the Nuggets would be one of these teams that we might be seeing this matchup in the Western Conference. Is this going to be another like King situation? Sacramento Kings back in the day, you know, when they had Weber, all those guys for so long, and they could just never get over that hump. Yeah, but there was also the Lakers in that situation well, where you yeah. saw. You saw a dynasty keep these teams from winning. I don't know that we have a dynasty in this NBA right now. Um, moving past question. that game and now on to game three between the Memphis <laughs> Grizzlies and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. Another well, I say Memphis takes a 2-1 lead. It's actually a 2-0 lead. It's actually a 2-1 lead. So shout out to me for fucking that graphic up. But <clears throat> everybody that watches basketball knows it's 2-1. Uh, Minnesota... They came out guns blazing in game one, and they haven't broken 100 points in each of the last They were two. up 26 points yesterday. Were they really? And lost. That's, and not only did yes, they lose, bro. they lost convincingly. Yes. So It was the biggest playoff comeback in Grizzlies history. Tied for the biggest comeback in Grizzly playoff history. Uh, the fourth biggest comeback in playoff history, 2002 Celtics and the 2017 Cavs, I think it was. Yeah. And it was uh, the 30 th- 32nd time in NBA history that a team overcame a 22nd, 26 points deficit that's wild so do you know what like, the other one was no, no. 32nd time not second time oh, so okay. 32 uh, 32 times, times yeah. that somebody came say, over 26 that's, that's incredible that is but incredible i guess it's less prevalent now that there, i don't need the all 32 other ones but um we got kyle coming in saying that if you bet Jokic mv to win mvp on points bet you just got paid out yesterday, and that's essentially saying that Jokic won MVP because they're not paying so. out people for no reason. Maybe not. We'll see. If that's true, that's in, that's crazy that that happened. That they let that go on. And we have Scoop coming in and saying that we talked about the Nuggets roster and their injury situation on the cross court cast yesterday, which I will put the cross court cast out today after we are done filming this show, um, and you could be on the lookout for that. Go subscribe. Go do all those good things on the cross cross court cast available on Spotify and iTunes and anywhere where you listen to uh, podcasts. So uh, points bet cousin Vinny. So points bet.com already paid out people who picked Jokic to win MVP. Yeah. What? That's ridiculous. Well, either it's a glitch or they already know. So if it happens, that's going to be really bad for basketball. Like really bad. That's well, a, that's you. I don't know that it would be bad for basketball. How old? Because it's not like the NBA did anything. It's points bets. Well, I understand that, but it'll look bad. You understand? People will take that. Now, right way. now, if that's the case, if there's still some open futures bets for MVP, I don't know if you could still vote on it being that the voting or, or bet on it being that the voting took place already. I'm not sure. Kyle, can you still bet on the? Could you still bet on the MVP right now, even though that's going to be a bad they look. voted? If 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 uh, because if, if that's the case, let's hammer it down yeah. before we before these odds move, right? So let's fucking throw, throw it all on everything, oh, everything you got. Them. See, they did close them. See, yeah, I I can't but God, still God though, that's damn ridiculous. That's bad. That's not good. That's not a good look. Yeah, it's not a good look anyway. Um, but Memphis is just too much. The Timberwolves are too young, apparently. Let's talk about this. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I think the problem is with this. Carl Anthony Towns, right? Got no heart muscle. He calls, he literally says he's the best big man shooter in NBA history. He says this. Nobody else says Sam this. Perkins. Okay. Game one scores, comes out, scores 29, right? Went 11, 18, shooting good. Since game one, bro, 15 points, eight points. And even the playing against the Clippers, he only had 11. So he's got to show up more. 
Yeah. You're the guy over there. You you're wanting all all the all the all the. You he's, want your name in the paper. Like, you want this. Like you want a that. Less, if if it's possible to be a less exciting version of Tim Duncan with no Popovich, that's what you got. You got Carl Anthony Towns, who I'm a very I like this Minnesota team and I like Carl Anthony Towns' game. I think that he's a very good player, but I think he's a cog in this equation. He's the Kareem to the Showtime Lakers in the way they depicted it in the early going, where he's just not able to run the floor with them. And maybe I'm wrong, but he just seems like he needs a half-court set. He's obviously a great shooter, but for whatever reason, it just doesn't seem to be working in Minnesota the last two games. And listen to this. So here's another thing. So they uh, Memphis has Jaron Jackson, right, who was I'm pretty sure was runner-up for defense OMP, right? Uh, de- yeah, defense player of the year. No. Or third. He was top three. It was Mikel Bridges, uh, MB, uh, Smart. Uh, no, it was and, Rudy Gobert. Uh, Rudy Gobert finished like fifth. Positive. This guy was definitely second or third. Anyway, he's all he's been in foul trouble every game, and he can't you can't score. What's yeah. going on here? Yeah. What is the problem? And it's time for him to show up. You can't say, well, and Anthony Edwards and them haven't shown up. D'Angelo Russell hasn't, but he showed up last night. It's not really up to D'Angelo Russell to be the one showing up. You want him to, but Absolutely. you need the stars to put in their work. And Carl Anthony Towns is just he's he's too inconsistent in the postseason. You need you need Embiid. 27 and 13, not 16 and 12. Yeah, no. Nah. And then a game or two here that you just can't, it's not going to get it done in the postseason. So nope. we got fraudulent Freeman, aka <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns, coming in from the Sox. Sad. He's from Jersey. So, so you hate to do that to a Jersey um, guy, but I'm not really worried about that. Yeah, we're not. We're just, we tell a real over here. All right. Here. So the, the Mavericks <laughs> take it to Utah. And I'm surprised by this. Wow. I just didn't think the Mavs had anything to them without, without Luca. And all, all the talks yesterday, even on the show, we had Kyle coming in saying that that Luca supposedly is supposed to play, and then Luca came out and said, "I feel great, I'm gonna play." And then come tip off, what do you know? Luca didn't play. No Luca, no problem, because the Dallas Mavericks actually beat up on the Utah beat Jazz. Them put up, up a 126 spot against. I, I would assume that Utah, being that they have Gobert, is one of the better defensive teams in the NBA. I feel like that's where they they sow their. They don't actually sow anything. <laughs> but you get what you get where I'm going with it. You know who's tearing them up? Jalen Brunson, baby. Jalen Brunson. Future is, New York Nick Jalen oh Brunson. God, every time there's a future guy that New York a basket, Nick Jalen Brunson. I'm but telling you. Luca coming back. Uh I still have the graphic up for the point spread on this one. So shout out to me for that as well. Nice. I am zero for two on the last all two right. graphics. That is embarrassing. But it's all right. No Luca. I commented and said the graphics look good. <laughs> they do look good. And if you notice the new light and the new the new graphics, like the concept itself, I think looks you know, great. I, I like how I'm looks. very proud of the aesthetics that I'm putting together here. I did order shelving for the back. You'll see three shelves. Chris wants there. to hang up a plant so bad. I am gonna He's talked about it like 30 times. He's like, We need plants back you here. You need a fucking plant. <laughs> you need to make it look like no, it's... you should put like a TV or something. No, no, it no, no. It's not gonna be a plant like a big Okay, not, we're not going to be between two ferns or something. Maybe we'll like that. let like the fans between we'll put like a, a thing. I'm going to put a three corner shelves, floating shelves up there, and then Honestly, a sign here and so like a little idea. accent. I know what the fuck I'm doing. Bro. <laughs> yeah. the fuck you worried about? <laughs> Feng Shui. Chris is watching a lot of uh, YouTube. Feng videos. Shui. You see what I did with the lights? You didn't see that up off the fucking ground. Mounted on the wall, mounted on the wall, wires all ran properly. Guys, I promise we're going to start doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff so you guys can see like the hilarious shit that we do. 
ready for behind the scenes, Before putting all the, bo- the bullshit. Hilarious. It's fun. Look at the wires are taped down. You didn't notice, bro? No, I really didn't notice. Did so much work in here. Yes. I noticed the things up top. I didn't notice. All right, so back to basketball. The Mavericks, uh, one twenty-six. The Jazz, one eighteen. They're in a good spot now. They managed to take two to. Is this series two-one now? Yeah, Utah won yeah. the game. Yeah. So. No, Utah didn't win the. Oh, no? Utah won a game. Yeah. Utah so Dallas is up two games to one. And, and Luca's coming. And back. Luca's coming back definitely so. for game four. They said so. Do you know who's not coming back? Ben Simmons, Devin Booker. Oh, we're gonna talk about him in a second. So there you have it. That's yesterday's games. Now we're gonna talk about tonight's slate and it starts off with the miami heat giving two and a half points to the hapless helpless uh hairless in some cases atlanta hawks i mean he's got hair it's just it's struggling it is struggling um uh, what do you think is gonna happen here you know what i think a shot or you think it's, it's you know what i think i also didn't switch i forgot it. so Sorry, the, I forgot. the hawks are the home team here. in this case greatest coach the graphics are, are now backwards on this one as well god damn it okay so the hawks are the home team and the heat are road favorites given two and a half over under 221 and a half i'll probably ride the team total over with miami and i did that last one and it hit just in the fucking milliliter by a milliliter it was a free throw down the stretch thank you to jimmy butler for that or tyler harrow tyler harrow i don't believe that the hawks have what it takes You've seen them in the in game two. They brought their best game. They played well inside and out. Trey Young was hitting shots all over the floor. But again, they're dealing with some injuries down low. Um, and Miami, they're just a well-coached, well-defensive team. And you saw what they're best at, and that's finishing games. It was a very tight game until about two minutes to go. Yeah. Atlanta kept making their run. But once Miami decided to put their foot on their throats, there was no turning back for the Hawks. And... They ended up winning with like a double digit win. I think you're seeing like the best Jimmy Butler we've seen in a long time ever. But yeah, probably maybe maybe Bubble Jimmy was a little bit better. Well, Bubble Jimmy was on a mission, and I think Bubble. This is Bubble Jimmy times ten, though. This This is is Bubble Jimmy with a better roster, and albeit there's like a better Eastern Conference, I fully believe. Yeah, uh huh. But But um, there's some there's some gaping holes in the Bucks roster right now, and the injuries are piling up across the league in the playoffs. We talked about Devin Booker, which we'll talk about at length a little bit more in a few, but I, I'm going to go with Miami in this one. The Hawks, they just don't show me enough so far, even though they are home. And if there's going to steal one, it'll probably be this one. Um, The Bucks on the road, also favored on the road, giving two and a half to the Chicago Bulls. We just talked about it. The Bucks are depleted. They got some major issues. No Middleton. Bobby Portis, I would imagine, is going to play. He's got a mess, so I yeah. don't think that's going to matter too much. They need to shoot a little bit better. They need Giannis to be Giannis, even though even in losses, Giannis still manages to put up crazy numbers. But he needs to get the offense going early, and they need to build a lead. I don't think that with no Middleton, this team isn't a good enough shooting team to play from behind. They managed to get back in the game against Chicago, but Chicago controlled that thing, and it was a comfortable control until late the one team we didn't think would have a chance this postseason is them and they stole home court and now they're going home for probably the first time in a, in a while in well, a i mean maybe since the derrick rose but yeah. i don't know you see the eastern conference has been weird where you see a team sneak a playoff sneak in once in a while. couple of years yeah. for the last decade maybe even 20 years the east has had some losing records in the in the back end of the, the um, first round for sure yeah, it's it's uh it's, it's exciting to be. A it's going to be a good game. You, right now, it's one of those classic cases where it's nobody gave the Bulls a shot. Then the Bulls started playing well. They played good the first game. 
DeMar DeRozan didn't play well at all and then played out of his mind in game two, you have to imagine he's not going to shoot 16 for 31 again, yeah. uh, just judging by his track record. But momentum, it, he could build on his momentum. And then on the flip side of it where it's like the Bucks are really struggling right now. They're reeling with some injuries. The Middleton thing, I think, hurts a lot. But they have championship medal they have resolved they have the experience and they dealt with the injuries in the playoffs last year and they battled through they did, yep so if there's a game that you're pointing at right now where you're like the bucks can't win it's going on the road to chicago where they're given two and a half but i think it's a sneaky spread where a lot of people might be on the bulls in this one i like the bucks because Giannis is still the best player in the world or if not the world on the court for sure. So I don't see any answer when they got their backs to the wall. Giannis just makes it happen. Milwaukee and Chicago, not too far apart from each other, right? No. So it's kind of like, it could, could be like a, a kind of a home game for them as well, depending on people from Chicago, you know? Yeah. Show out. So it might not be um, that bad for them. No, there's not. Milwaukee fans aren't really traveling well for no? a basketball game. I think it's not, if it was a Packer game, maybe, but <laughs> I'm not wrong. All right, so the final game on tonight's slate, and that is the Phoenix Suns, the hobbled Phoenix Suns going into New Orleans, New Orleans to take on the Pelicans, the Zionless Pelicans. It would be interesting to see, man, like if Zion was ready to go. I know, and now you think would be the time to be like, yo, yo, get up. It's completely the opposite of everything we thought that the league would be doing with Zion, and that's crazy, force feed every bit of him you can get. Come on in, Joe. It's crazy. We have Joe D, fashionably late as usual. He, he said he'd be here between quarter to 11 and 11.30, the latest. It is now 12.05. He did happen to catch the last maybe minute or two of the show, <laughs> but he at least gets to see it in person. So, Joe, you got a live mic. You could say what's up if you'd like. What's up? What's up? That's it. Joe made his appearance on the Chop Sports Daily. It's long overdue. Um, Joe, you could chime in here if you want. I don't know if you've been betting of late, but we got the Phoenix Suns giving one and a half to the New Orleans Pelicans. And I got comments that I haven't been reading. It's probably caught. They're talking about Rachel Nichols and Bubble Jimmy. and Bubble Jimmy. All right. So Devin Booker, the, the hamstring injury, they're saying a potential six weeks. 14 to 21 days is what I'm or saying. Three weeks, two to three weeks. So that's... That could be the end of the year for for him because even if they win this series, going forward, they have their hands full in the West because they're probably going to play one of the better teams if it goes chalk. The Suns have enough to hang on and and win this series. I firmly believe that. <clears throat> it's going to be tough in the next one without Devin Booker. But Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton, plus they have the sixth man of the year candidate that could step in nicely and fill in for Booker. Monty Williams, obviously a coach of the year candidate probably going to win it i think that the suns are going to be just fine but as far as their championship uh, aspirations that's another story hopefully chris paul can stay healthy now that he's asked to do more he's a walking injury as well on the flip side of it brandon ingram is playing great they're they out physical the suns in the last game they did more than i expected them to as far as getting rebounds and, and just kind of controlling the paint and controlling the pace of the game remember the pelicans coach willie green was with the Suns last year. So he told his players, like, listen, just because it says three weeks, remember, he had the same injury last year in the playoffs and just didn't say anything in the yeah, finals. And I think Devin Booker is going to play as soon as he's able to, but you have to be careful about coming back too soon because when you have a muscle injury like that, if you're not ready, you could literally tear it off the bone. Well, in November, or yeah, you could be out. For the in November, so he, he, he was out for like seven games with left hamstring injury. And speaking the same thing with, you can literally tear it off the bone. You know, I'm a wrestling guy, seen. 
Triple H do it twice. Seeing yeah. Vince McMahon slide yeah, the ring. Bro, I tore Both my, his hamstrings off quad. the bone. I tore my quad it's, coming back from a, a muscle injury. For it's sure. a rough, a rough coming rough. back too soon. So I'm going to take the Suns. I'll also take the over because I just think it's going to be a lot of running and gunning here. It's going to be a point guard game with Chris Paul just running the offense. The UFC just made a, an announcement. You might be kind of excited about it. I don't know. They uh, UFC has announced it will stage an eight-man tournament across four weight classes. It's for to sign new Asian talent. Uh, it'll take place June 9th and 10th, and in, it'll take place in Singapore at an indoor stadium. The four featured weight classes include flyweight, bantamweight, featherweight, and lightweight. Each tournament winner will receive a UFC contract. Uh, so this, it's basically like the Asian version of the Ultimate Fighter slash Contender Series. Pretty much. It's just a two-day tournament, good, though. But maybe it's like an old school UFC where this is cool because they can't get that shit sanctioned in the United States. So they do it in Singapore and they could now incorporate different rule sets like a kick in the face UFC stuff. where like they're constantly like you're fighting and then get back out there. You're fighting again. Yeah, that that definitely. They could have the Grand Prix. That's what what it's kind of it's kind of looking like. There's a problem with that, though, because you have too many guys that get hurt fight and then you can't continue. Then you have a replacement go in into the second round and. You know, he could win the tournament when a guy that got eliminated in the first round would beat him. So I'm not really sure I like that. And fight math doesn't ever add up. I like a round robin style over the course of maybe a couple months. Yeah. Much so, so like the ultimate. Basically, fighter. what they're doing is June 9th and 10th. They're doing that. And then UFC 275 is on the is on the 11th. So I guess they're trying to monopolize the weekend. Which is kind of, I mean, a good idea. If yeah. They do it every. They could do this tournament every year in different countries. Yeah, to be like there, their WrestleMania it's, weekend. It's I tough guess. because we were just talking tough, about yeah. this. There's already 600 fighters on the roster. There's a lot looking dude. for new talent. The talent's already there. There's not much new talent because even in the UFC, everyone's like, "There's feeder programs." The UFC is its own feeder program. That's what you're getting the fight nights and you're getting the mm-hmm. ultimate. You know, all these these cards that they're not promoting every week. There's like a, a couple guys that are ranked that might be fighting on it, and the rest is just here. Put your name out there. But maybe they see it as. Like it says, they're trying to gain Asian talent. So you know, there's three billion people over there. So we go over three billion. Is no, that a, a lot of people? I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm asking if you knew. No, I, I don't. I know there's, a, there's definitely billions. Of How people. many billion people are there in the world? This is something that you might know, Joe. Seven and eight. See so what I mean? So, so there probably know, probably am I wrong about that? There's like three billion people over there in Asia. Like, yeah. So I, that's what I mean. So maybe they're trying to go over there. If they do that every year, but it's definitely going to bring people from over there watching. Their product. Good thing we what, have the, sen- the world census here. The other one at uh, the K. What was the other thing they used to have? You and Tommy talk K-1? about it all the time. Yeah, where was that out of Pride? Yeah, where was Pride out of Japan? And it's not there no more. No. What's over? They anything have ri- big? Ryzen in Japan right now. It's it's as big as it gets. It's the biggest thing that they have there. But in term in terms of um, it's one FC is the Singapore one FC is the best one right now in Asia. No doubt about it. So it'll probably be they got like Mighty Mouse's fight in there. They have a couple, there's like some UFC cast offs, but really good talent. The best talent in Asia, no doubt about it, is fighting in 1FC. Like, I think 1FC is probably the best rule set in MMA right now. And I think it's also neck and neck with Bellator in terms of talent, maybe even better. It might be the second best promotion in the world. That's really? the one in Singapore. Okay. Big wow. in Singapore. This big, is where this, big a, this is taking place it in makes, Singapore. It, it makes perfect sense that they're going to be doing it in Singapore because they're trying to tap into that market. Yeah. And yeah. I know that this guy, none of the other promoters like Dana White particularly. So, yeah. 
They do good things for their fighters over there, though. Guys, it's the weekend. It's Friday. Make sure you tell your friends. Check in the Chop Sports, Instagram, yeah, go YouTube. Like the video. Support on Patreon.com forward slash Chop Sports. I think that's all we got. I had fun tonight. Monday's going to be different. Pleasure. I'm not going to do you the disgusting we'll do a little service fist of, time of shaking your hand with my disgusting. Rub my hand yesterday for 45 minutes. Rob tells me he almost puked <laughs> after I shook his hand. That was, I was like, damn, dude, it's like that. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the clammy guy, so no shaking hands. It's anymore. draft week next week. Start getting excited, guys, because I know we are, right? We can't. Mondays? No, what? we're going to UJ's next week? Or not UJ's? MJ's, MJ's on Thursday. For the NFL draft, Joe, if you'd like to join us, anybody else that would like to join for the NFL draft at MJ's on Route 34 in Matawan. They do not know we're coming yet, but we're going to take that. Taking over. Take that bitch over. So for myself, for my boy Wrestling Rob, we got Ashmere Fit sitting in the guest seat, even though she hasn't speak, spoken. And we got my boy Joey D sitting over there behind the glass. He didn't produce a goddamn thing. But I will see you guys next week. Enjoy your weekend. And Dave, looking forward to see, having you back, buddy. See you later. <laughs>